It's September 9th, 2006, and this is The Candid Frame. Well, welcome to another episode, sort of, of The Candid Frame. Uh, it seems like there's never a shortage of adventures when it comes to, to podcasting, and unfortunately, the episode that I recorded two weeks ago and that I was going to try and edit and post today, uh, the file, I cannot open it. And despite the fact that I've been trying for the past hour to figure out exactly what has happened in the interim, um, there's nothing I can do in order to open the file, which is incredibly frustrating. And uh, so, unfortunately, I don't have the interview that I had hoped to uh, share with you guys today. And um, I don't have another interview on hand uh, as of yet. Um, you know, coincidentally, they, they had another interview that uh, I did uh, I think right before I left for, uh, for the workshop. And the audio on that wasn't particularly good. I think the person I was interviewing was on a, on a cell phone, and despite my best effort to try and improve the audio quality, it was just so bad uh, during different portions of the uh, of the interview that really just it just wouldn't be usable. I'm hoping that that person will consider uh, allowing uh, allowing me to interview them again, but uh, we shall see on that. But uh, having two episodes in a row that I unfortunately can't post is is beyond frustrating. And it's it's enough to make me want not almost make me not want to post a show at all and just you know just send out a, an email and, and and just say I apologize and and wait for another two weeks. But you know I really like doing this and uh, I'm not going to let some technical problems uh, keep me from posting a show. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be talking about my own personal experience as of late. Um, I. Had, uh, requested some feedback on whether or not people were interested in hearing about my uh, my uh, my time at the workshop, and there really wasn't much of a response on that count. I only had about two different emails, um, so uh, I'm I'm really not going to fo- focus so much on on my experience in the workshop. But I kind of want to just discuss what my whole process has been before, during, and and, and after it, um, because I think there will be some photographers out there that will kind of kind of benefit from it. But uh, before we, we get to that, I want to welcome all the new subscribers. Uh, since I joined the Photocast Network, there's been quite a jump in the number of subs- subscribers and people downloading the show, which is, which is great. So I want to welcome all of you. And to all of those listeners who have been around for the very beginning, thank you very much for, for supporting the show. And um, the Photocast Network is growing. Um, Jeff Curto. Uh, who I interviewed a couple of episodes back, is now a member. And if you haven't checked out his show, I highly recommend that you do. Uh, he has a, a great a great podcast where he discusses the creative side of, of photography. And he also has a uh, another show in which he records his lectures, uh, his photo uh, history course at DePage uh, University. And uh, even though it doesn't involve technical or how to see or anything like that, if you have an uh, interest in the in the history of photography, it's quite a, a great resource, and I have enjoyed uh, listening uh, listening to that. So check that out as well. 
And uh, John Arnold, who uh, is one of the people responsible for the Photocast Network, um, is holding a contest right now where the winner can win a Spider 2 Pro um, color calibration system. And uh, it's, a, it's a system that allows you to calibrate your monitor so you can make sure that you're getting accurate color, um, not only when you're editing your prints on your screen, but when you're trying to, to output later to a, to a printer. So uh, if you go to the Photocast Network or go to John's site, uh, you'll be able to get more information on that. But uh, here's John to tell you more about it. Hi, it's John from PhotoWalkthrough.com, the free Photoshop tutorials video podcast. This month on the show, I'm giving away a ColorVision Spider 2 Pro to the lucky winner of our Photo Walkthrough Challenge. That's a really cool monitor calibration tool for any digital photographer. All you have to do to win is take a great photo inspired by the subject color. Head on over to www.photowalkthrough.com to enter, and while you're there, check out our free video tutorials that show not just how, but when and why you should use each Photoshop technique. So hurry up and visit photowalkthrough.com before the competition closes on October the 6th for a chance to win a ColorVision Spider 2 Pro. All right, I'm back. And one of the other things that I'm going to do differently in this show is I am going to try and create an enhanced podcast. Um, I usually don't do that just because of issues with licensing with people's images, and I really can't pay them uh, to, uh, to, to post their images. But most of the time, they're really kind enough to give me a, a single image. But for this, I decided to try and experiment and do something a little different because I have no problem uh, being able to post my own photographs. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do an enhanced photo, uh, uh, podcast. And uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with, with, with it, um, when you're playing back the, um, the podcast on your computer, uh, in the little uh, window in the lower left-hand corner, you typically have uh, an image of the candid frame, the logo for the show. Uh, but this time, as chapters progress, you will see different images. And uh, what I intend to do is post some of my images uh, on there. They kind of reflect uh, some of the things that I'm talking about. Um, if you own a, one of those iPod uh, uh, nanos or videos, I think those will play that back as well. But I don't own one of them, so I'm not real sure. But I know definitely uh, that if you're listening on your computer, you'll be able to uh, see the different images um, um, of mine as we progress. So that's that. So let's talk about me. Now, I've been shooting for a long time. I started shooting when I was eight years old, and and it's been a passion of me for me ever since. And um, for the most part, I've been self-taught. I've taken some classes in in high school and in in, in college, but for the most part, my my whole photographic journey has been a result of, of immersing myself in everything photographic. Um, you know, I, I, I bought a, a lot of books, not so many, not so much how-to books, but I spent a lot of time picking up monographs um, or going to the library and, and just picking up monographs and looking at the pictures of just great photographers and completely immersing myself in, in, in their pictures, you know, and just thinking that somehow through osmosis I'd be able to capture a sense of of what it takes to, to create a, a great photograph. Um, 
I think I wasn't really conscious of it, but I think I, I, what I really was doing was really training my eyes to, to see. And uh, over time, I've seen myself get better and, and better, and, and not only in terms of you know, technical matters, but just in terms of being able to look the, at the world and see the, the photographic, photographic opportunities that exist out there. And it's not an easy thing to do. Um, it's, there's so much focus on, on the technical stuff, you know, uh, depth of field, uh, rule of thirds, and all these other things. But there's never really uh, a way that someone can teach another person how to see. And the only way that I kind of found that worked for me was just to look at great photographs. And, and somehow over time, I was able to slowly process it and apply some of that to my work. Sometimes I, I was more successful than others, um, but I was always striving to do something, do something more, to do something better. And uh, I would always refer back to to those images, and sit there on on my uh, on, on my floor with my, you know, my different books around me, and just look at them and just just really soak it in. And um, so when I went out to shoot, I would have those things in the back of my mind and. You know, some of the times it was trying to to duplicate what I had seen in the book, but other times it was just trying to understand a, a concept and trying to apply that myself for for uh, for my work. Um, you know, selective focus is, is is one just example about using a very limited depth of field and using the the sharpness of of the, of the subject to stand in strong relief to something that was really blurred in the background, and um, that involved me using aperture priority as opposed to using program mode and being very aware of how much depth of field I could get from a different aperture and how that impacted um, my subjects and impacted my shots overall. And it was things like that constantly going, you know, what, did it, what is it about this image that strikes me and how can I achieve that in my own work? And... Um, not having had a mentor or anything like that, it was just kind of like sort of hit and miss, a lot more miss than hits, and unfortunately. But you know, I never really gave up, and and actually, um, images that failed, I, I learned so much more from those than I did from the images where I succeeded. And when I succeeded, I felt like more often than not, I felt like I was more lucky than anything else. But when I looked at the images that didn't work, I slowly began to be able to recognize elements of of a picture that. Um, diminished it, that didn't make it work. Um, you know, distracting elements in the background, um, bright areas in the frame that were not directly related to my subject, um, things like that. And as I more carefully examined the frame, as I more carefully examined the photographs that I was shooting, I began, began to get more and more careful about, about what I was seeing inside of my frame. And uh, when I went to the workshop, I had thought that uh, I had a real good sense of that because um, I like I always uh, saw myself as a photographer that really liked cropping inside of the frame and was very careful about everything I had inside of the frame and and um, came to find out that I wasn't as careful as I could have been. Um, I uh, gotten into the point where I felt like, well, if it's not perfect, I can always fix it later on in Photoshop and and. You know, my experience with Jay kind of reminded me that you know you're totally responsible for everything that happens in that frame, and not to 
not to fall back on what you can do or can't do in the computer. Um, looking through the frame and observing everything that's within that small rectangular shape and composing the image, framing it so that it really serves the subject is, is so key and is so important. And um, sometimes it would take me longer to get the shot and I would probably take more photographs trying to get it perfectly composed. But in the end, you know, it was very, it was very gratifying because I realized that I became much more sensitive to what was happening inside of my camera than, than I had been in a, in a very long time. And when I took the workshop, what I really wanted from the, from the workshop was the fact that I just wanted to learn uh, a different way of seeing. Even though I had, had you know, been, been shooting and been involved in the photo industry for, you know, for a very long time, I nevertheless wanted to be introduced to a, a, a different way of looking at the world. And um, some of the images that you may have seen already on the on the enhanced podcast. It's kind of it's kind of the work that I was doing before, before the workshop. And while I was happy with you know a lot of those images, I felt like I was repeating myself. I was just basically creating the same images over and over again. You know, I'd go out and spend the day out with the camera, going out and shooting, and and I was responding a lot to you know light and color, and um, but I felt like I really wasn't pushing myself. I really wasn't challenging myself. And I felt that I was just creating duplicates of images that I had taken a week, a month, year, and a year before. And that for me was just, just very frustrating. Because for me, it's, it's the moment of discovery when I'm out there shooting that is more important to me than having that great photograph. It's, it's not so much that I want a trophy at the end of it all. It's just that I want to have the experience of all of, this, all of a sudden discovering something that I wasn't seeing before and all of a sudden have it present itself to me and then being able to capture it with my camera. There's nothing more, more gratifying than that. And that's what excites me about uh, other people's work when I see it. You know, I see a lot of great photographs that are just technically, you know, crafted, just beautifully printed. But what really excites me is an image that allows, allows me to see the world in a way that I hadn't been looking at it before. And that's hard to do, particularly when you're, you're looking at images as often as I do. But um, that's one of the things that I hope for from the workshop. And the first two days of the workshop, Jay just kind of bombards you with all this information, this concept of, you know, light color and jet light gesture and color. And my first two days up there, I was just, I was just a wreck. I mean, it's just, one was just the fact the altitude uh, kind of took a toll on me and, and I wasn't able to sleep for the first day, but... Beyond that, it was just the fact that I, I wanted I, I wanted to to absorb all of it at once, and and you just can't do it. Um, but you know, it's just like you get so much information squeezed into your brain, and you go out there and shoot. And I remember the first night, uh, the first morning, I went out to shoot. I had just no idea what I was going to do. And at first, I was out there, and I was walking the streets of um, of, of Santa Fe, and um, I was creating the same images I did before, and I was really kind of beating myself up for it. But then, after a while, I just just I just let all that go. I had to, otherwise, I would have had a miserable time. And so, I just said, "I'll just walk around. If I react to something, I'll take a picture." And uh, for the first two days, 
it was it was sort of a lot of that, and uh, I wasn't very I wasn't very thrilled about what I was producing. But on the third day, a group of us went to um, a, a fair where some kids who were members of a 4-H club were getting ready to prepare their animals for competition. And it was during that, that shoot, during that uh, hour or two hours that I was there, that things finally started gelling. And um, one of the things that, that uh, Jay talks about is gesture. And it's most it's easiest to explain that when you think when you're talking about um, people, because when you're talking to people and you're photographing people, it's always that sort of telling gesture, the expression, the way they move their hands, the posture, something about a person's actions that kind of reveals something about their personality. And um, I'll show one image there of this young boy who was tying a knot. He's wearing a cowboy hat, and I saw him just so focused on this, on tying this knot that he was having, he was struggling with, and. Uh, I saw it and I recognized it immediately and I just started shooting and uh, I thought I had missed the expression because my memory card ended up filling up and I thought I didn't have the, the frame that I'd wanted because by the time I got another card into the into the camera uh, he had already his father had come and helped him tie the knot and and I was just at a loss but later on when I opened up the images on computer I realized I had it it was just that was just so exciting for me because I knew I'd captured something that otherwise would not have captured uh, before, may have not recognized before, you know. Because before I would have seen a kid just tying a knot, but all of a sudden I saw the gesture and his expression, just the effort involved in him tying that knot, and that moment was was what excited me. And the fact that I got that picture was great. And, you know, as I progressed through the next several days, I, I became more aware of, of light and, and color in a way that I hadn't before. And um, I was shooting images that I, I wouldn't have shot before. And since I've been back, I've really been um, focusing on, on that aspect of it. I'm not really focusing. I say I, I'm, I'm responding more to it than I had before. When I go out, I'm still looking at the at some of the many things that I would before, but I'm looking at it slightly differently. And I'll probably, right here, I'll, probably, I'll post an image that I shot. And um, there are several like this, but um, in this shot, this is a shot I don't think I would have taken before. And just because I didn't think it would have, presented itself as being a very interesting picture or I, I probably would not have responded to it in the same way but because I was looking at light and color in a, in a, in a different way I was I was more sensitive to it than I was before and that for me is part of the the, the excitement that I have in terms of going out there and, and photographing now um, But one of the biggest things that that, that, that kind of changed for me uh, that I was there, and it's probably had the biggest impact on me, is my uh, photographing of people. And that's something I've always done. Um, I did a, a series on, on Broadway in downtown Los Angeles, and I've always um, done some level of, of street photography. And I've usually done candid pictures of, of people. Very occasionally when I approach someone about taking a photograph, but one of the things that I did when I was in Santa Fe is I was much more 
aggressive about approaching people, talking to them, and, and taking their picture. And that's something that I've continued to do uh, since I've been back. And uh, it's been very liberating to do that uh, more often. I still get anxiety about it, and I still get you know, that, that nervous feeling in my stomach. You know, when I when I want to uh, approach someone because I find some aspect about them interesting, but each time that I do it, it is really, it's very liberating, and the fact that I can get a, a nice picture out of it is just is 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 nice. But it's the fact that I'm moving past my own fear and anxiety to make something happen that is really much more important to me at this point. Um, I know that approaching strangers is something that a lot of you have a lot of trepidation uh, about doing, but one of the things I started to do when I when I got back uh, was was approaching a stranger and just complimenting them on something. You know, if someone's wearing a hat, wearing an interesting hat or article of clothing, or there's something about their hair or their dog, you know, uh, before I would never really approach someone just to say anything. And I found myself that even whether or not I wanted to take a picture of that person, I would just approach them and I would just, you know, compliment them or ask them about something. And it was just amazing the kind of response that I got as a result of that. The fact that I was willing to get out of myself, to move past my, my own anxiety and fear of rejection to the point that I was able to walk up to a perfect stranger and just strike up a, a conversation, even in Los Angeles, um, is great. And I find that, that when, it, when I, I always have my camera with me, but I, I found that sometimes I was just more than happy just to be able to have a conversation with someone. And other, other times I would just ask them whether or not I could take their picture. And more often than not, uh, I was able to, to take their photograph. And um, I'll be posting some of those images uh, here so you can, can see some of that. And I'll continue doing that because I think it's, it's the practice of doing that that will free me finally from the from the fear of uh of of that particular aspect of of my work and i i really enjoy people i really enjoy talking to them and going me, meeting and meeting someone and finding some something new um about that person or about the, the world that they live in and actually sometimes i can learn some very interesting things that i otherwise wouldn't know um but that's probably been one of the best things that I've, I've been doing as, as of late. And, um, you know, when I go out, I'm just, I'm having fun with it. I've always had fun with it. But, you know, I really look forward every time I, I grab my gear and, and walk out the door because I really don't know what, what I'm going to get when I go outside. You know, I don't know what I'm to anticipate. I don't go out there with a particular plan. I'm going to go, go shoot flowers. I'm going to go uh, sh you know, shoot this particular portrait or anything like that. I just kind of go out there and sort of just a blank slate and I just see what I respond to and I just take a picture. And oftentimes I surprise myself. When I went to uh, Hollywood recently, I had to do some stuff for work and I, I had a lens that I had to test and review and I was out there. And when I first went out there, I just didn't know what the heck was going to happen. I was kind of dreading it because it was just... I didn't know what I could find or what I could shoot or, you know, Hollywood is, is, it can be an interesting place, but photographically, I just wasn't, I just wasn't sure um, whether or not I'd be able to come up with anything. And as I started walking down the street and I started taking, starting photographs at first, it didn't feel, it just wasn't gelling. And then after a moment, I took 
a couple of things and you'll probably you'll be seeing some of those images here and then it just started just started moving and it started working and then I was just like I was really having a, a good time and I, I, I was able to crap uh, capture some images that uh, whether or not they're fantastic images or not I don't know but but I was I was really excited because I, I realized that I would have walked past this a couple of months ago you know and I wouldn't have photographed it or I wouldn't have thought that there was a photograph there and the fact that I'm discovering that uh, even in a place that I, I feel like is so familiar to me uh, that I can see something new that's that's thrilling so I say all this to say that um, you know photography can often become a thing where we're just focused on you know the technical stuff um, wanting to discuss the new lens or 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 having a little trophy print of that one picture that we you know we printed just perfectly but you know, while all that is, is a big part of photography and there's a lot of joy to be derived from it, I think I want to, I challenge myself and I want to challenge you to, to find a way to look at the world slightly differently, to do stuff that's outside of your, your comfort level. You know, photography is really, it, it challenges us in, in ways that I think most of the things in our lives don't. You know, we're, we're all very creatures of comfort and creatures of comfort and we do things a certain way and we are creatures of habit. And uh, when it comes to our photographic work, we can fall into a rut really easily. Or we go out and we make a nice picture, but whether or not we were at, we challenged ourselves to do something or to see something in a, in a different way um, may or may not be there. But the last several months, for me, have been the most gratifying experience I've had in a very long time in terms of photography. It really has been thrilling, and it still is. And I, I always hope to, to be able to maintain that. Um, not, not consistently. I know I'll have moments where I experience, you know, periods of frustration and, and just where just nothing is happening. But right now, I'm just absolutely thrilled at the at the at what I'm I'm able to do, what I'm able to create, what I'm able to see. And it's something that I, I wish for anyone out there who enjoys photography. So whether it's 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 photographing people or whatever whatever your thing is, um, think of something you haven't done before and then try and do it. Um, I think the challenge of not knowing what the result is going to be and even failing in, in the process of trying to get there is fine. You know, lightning is not going to strike you down. You know, your cameras are not going to all of a sudden burst into burst into flames. You know, we'll make mistakes, we'll look at the pictures, we'll analyze them, we'll share them, hopefully we'll learn something, and the next time we go out there, we'll be able to create something better as a result. And um, when you have that moment, when you have that epiphany, when you all of a sudden, when it clicks in your brain that you are now shooting and seeing the world in a completely different way, that moment of gratification will be unlike anything else you'll ever have. And uh, I'm experiencing now, and I just wish that for you as well. So, hopefully that wasn't too boring and wasn't uh, too much of a rant. Um, thanks for listening in. Again, I apologize for not having a normal episode for you. But uh, in another two weeks, I will have uh, a couple of new, inter new interviews. I'll be going up to Seattle uh, for a, a BetterPhoto.com uh, better event. 
and there'll be several photographers up there who I'm hoping I'll have the chance to interview or reach, at least arrange for some interviews. And uh, we'll be back on our regular schedule in terms of interviews. So uh, if you have any have any comments or suggestions about the show, feel free to email me at thecandidframe at gmail.com or post uh, a message at the blog at thecandidframe.com. Well, thanks again for uh, listening in. And until next time, this is Ivorian X Perillo, and this is The Candid Frame. Check out this show and more great photography podcasts at photocastnetwork.com. Photocastnetwork.com.